Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, this is Lauren Engel. Today I'm here with Cautious Clay. Hey. So you were born in Cleveland? Yeah, yeah, I was born in Cleveland, Ohio, uh, Cleveland Heights, actually, yeah. to be exact. And, and your parents um, are from there as well? Yeah, yeah, there, well, my mom uh, was actually from uh, Philadelphia, but uh, my dad, she actually didn't live, really live there, so they split mm. up when I was young. Yeah, you know? what did but, uh, she do when you were growing up? She was actually, like, working in, for the government, she was, like, a, uh, a lawyer mm-hmm. for, for uh, Cleveland's, like, municipal district so she was like just kind of doing law yeah yeah so and definitely for, not music yeah or <laughs> do you think other music aside from that yeah i would say both of my parents because like like neither of them played instruments but then like actually probably my mom's side because like my uncle like her her brother is like a kind of a famous bass player in the jazz community so like he's like kind of doing his own thing and like He's always been kind of like the one musical person in my family, mm. so yeah. Yeah. That's probably probably my mom's side. And since a young age, she pushed you to do a lot, like like pole vaulting and sailing and all that. Yeah, she was always like, "Oh yeah, do whatever." And like I was just like, "Cool." So I, she just was. She, I mean, the one thing she never wanted me to do was uh, was football, oh. which was like, I don't know why, but like because I'm, I'm obviously yeah. But then pole vaulting isn't necessarily oh, yeah. dangerous, so like. It's, yeah, it's really funny. You're like, oh, okay. Like, don't football, but pole vault. Like, jump, jump over, like, 14-foot poles. Like, You were really competitive back then? Yeah, yeah, wow. I was. I was really, like, I was, like, super into track and, like, kind of, like, being athletic and doing all that stuff. So um, that was part of, like, why I was interested in, in like, getting my times better. And, oh. You know. But, like, I, I was never to the point where I was, like, you know, good enough to, like, do it in college, really. Mm. I mean, I, I was good enough to, like, get to state, but it was, yeah. Yeah. Kind of, kind of hard to just keep going with it. I, how did you, know, you, yeah, how did you get into pole vaulting, though? So, I got into pole vaulting because my, I think they just started a team, and they were just, like, looking for people, and I was just, like, kind of interested mm-hmm. and uh yeah it was like it was just one of these things where like they didn't have anyone else and like there was one other person on the team who was like super enthusiastic about it so I was like cool I'll try yeah yeah um but it was it wasn't really like yeah there wasn't really like a major like catalyst for me doing it it was just mm-hmm. kind of like fun different thing to yeah. do yeah did your mom push you academically yeah I mean not I've always been super like self-motivated in kind of a way but like my mom was definitely kind of just like always looking for ways for me to like you know get ahead in 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 what I was doing or like just kind of like give me an outlet you know um because I definitely I I mean I went to like three different schools um for uh for high school and middle school so like I kind of like went in and out but um like I went to all boys catholic school for high school Right, and then I went to like a Montessori middle school for um, 
Yeah, it's middle school. It's like the Jewish Montessori middle school. So I got like two different perspectives and like it was just it was really cool to yeah. just like be in that position. Why a Jewish school? Honestly, well, it was like because it was Montessori. Oh. So like Montessori is like a style of uh, style of teaching. Mm. So like it's kind of like open ended and like you kind of like learn by like physically like doing stuff as opposed to just like reading it in a book or like kind of something like that. So, right. Um, but yeah, it was it just happened to be a Jewish school, you know, which is kind of like it was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was different. I definitely like know more about. Judaism <laughs> and like I brought most people probably think so it's like what were your favorite subjects oh man probably I would say I mean English was cool I really liked English it's funny though because I hated reading but I love words so it's like kind of weird like that but mm-hmm. I definitely like English uh, also I would say I'd say anthropology was cool, but that wasn't even until college, so... Oh, yeah. Yeah. How would you describe yourself back then growing up, your personality? Man, I was really shy. Yeah, I was really shy. I was really, like, kind of, like, to myself. Um, there weren't, like, a lot of people then who I still talk to, really. Like, there's some friends from, like, middle school, but it was kind of, like... Yeah, I was just kind of, like, doing stuff kind of like on my own you know mm-hmm. um, but it was kind of like I always had um, yeah I was always kind of just trying to get inspired by different stuff so mm-hmm. yeah why did so, yeah it's cool why did you decide to choose flute as your first instrument well actually it's a funny story I uh, thought the flute was the clarinet and like when I was a kid I was like, really obsessed with like snake charmers and I was like oh shit like I want to be a snake charmer because I watched Aladdin, and I was, like, really into that. And then I was like, Mom, can I have a flute? Because I thought it was a flute, but it was actually, like, it might not even been a clarinet. It was probably, like, an oboe. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and she's like, okay, sure, I'll get you one. And then she ended up getting it, and then I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I was so devastated. Like, I thought it was oh, no. going to be, yeah, I was like, I was like, I thought it was going to be something else, and it wasn't. And then she's like, well, too bad, because I got it. So, <laughs> and then I, then I started playing flute, and I had to learn, and, like, that was a whole <laughs> other process. Cute, <laughs> yeah. And then, funny. yeah, you were in some bands. Yeah, yeah. I was in, like, a couple... Of, I was in this band called Into the Crowd, which was, like, this, like... like it was, like, a, like a, it was like a acoustic slash pop, pop punk band or some shit. And then, like, I was also in, like, the jazz band, like, playing flute. So it was, like... I would say that's the one cool thing about Cleveland. Like, there was just a bunch of, like, like weird shit I was involved in. So mm-hmm. it was, like... Definitely like a an outlet. Yeah. So from early on, you kind of already listened to and like knew about all the different types of music and like performed it. Yeah. Yeah. It was like it was like definitely like a learning process, and I was like able to just get exposed to mm-hmm. a lot of different stuff. So it was cool. Why did you decide to go to George Washington University? So I went there because well, they offered me the most money. Oh. Which is dope. Yeah. Nice. But uh, also. It was like I wanted to get out of Cleveland, mm. and I also wanted to like do something related to international affairs, like kind of like I don't know. I I didn't. Those were like probably the three reasons. Like I was just kind of like into 
learning about different cultures and mm -hmm. like people's perspectives. That kind of came from your mom, right? Because she's in that field. Yeah, she yeah. was. Yeah, she was in like. Yeah, she was like very literary, legal kind of like, and she traveled. Like my mom was actually born in Germany. Oh wow! So she's like been a lot of different places and seen different things, and so I think like she always kind of just inspired me to just be my own person and mm -hmm. see, you know see things differently. So originally, did you see yourself being in that field too? I thought so. Yeah. I mean, I I loved music uh, a lot, but I was never sure how I would make it a reality, you know, mm -hmm. so I, I was like always inspired by like, oh yeah, maybe I'll do foreign service or like, I don't know, but I didn't really know what that meant at the time, you know, and like a lot of those people are just like not who I am, so or, like I just don't even have the drive to do it that much, you know, mm -hmm. so. So what was, was your like, degree? International affairs. Oh, like, okay. With a concentration in, uh, I think it was develop urban development. Oh, so, and then during the same time you were starting to go on SoundCloud and do like Ableton. Yeah, yeah, so I was making like beats on SoundCloud and like different communities and just like posting remixes, like making beats, like all types of stuff. So yeah, it's like I, I did like, I think my first song was, uh, was I did a remix of uh, Lay Me Down by, uh, fucking, um, Sam Smith. Oh, yeah. Sam Smith, yeah. So that was like back in 2011. Mm -hmm. What did it sound like? Oh, it was so weird. It was like, it was kind of like housey, I would say. Like housey, kind of like... So you were more of like an electronic producer. Yeah, I was. Like I was like, Cautious Clay was an electronic producer project. So then I was just like, nah. And now it's, I think <laughs> I think it's just like been like a journey through, through all of that. And mm -hmm. like, I guess it wasn't like they... Uh, I wasn't really singing that much back then, so it was just like, yeah, it's mm -hmm. a different thing. Did people in college know you as the musician? Like, we're already doing shows, like, Yeah, teaching. like, definitely, like, somewhat, because, like, there weren't, like, a lot of people who were super into music. I mean, there was, there was, like, a small community, but, like, I was always the guy who people would be like, oh, yeah, we need a saxophone player, you know, and, like, that was me, you mm -hmm. know? so it was, yeah, it was interesting. How far, how, like, where was your career at by the point that you graduated? It was like, I was still doing remixes at the time. So mm -hmm. it was really just like, kind of like, like I didn't really have a, a real career at that point. I was like, I was working in real estate, um, kind of like selling apartments. Like while you were still in college? No, this is right after. Oh, right after, okay. Yeah, so like when I was in college, um, it was more like I was still just doing remixes and mm -hmm. posting, posting beat ideas and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, before all of that, it was kind of just like, I, you know, I, it was like a process of, um, yeah, I was, I was just like creating things without really knowing, not necessarily having a purpose, just exploring. Mm -hmm. um, and then I'd say like the last two years is where I kind of was honing in on, on what I wanted to do artistically, like you know, to this, to where I'm at. Yeah. Did you like doing real estate? Uh, no, not really. I mean, it was, it was cool to talk to people and like, I liked, I liked certain parts of like what I did, but I'm also super unorganized and like not built for the nine to five. So like, I think, uh, yeah, I think it was difficult because of like my personality, you know, but like I, 
I was decent at it. Like I was good at sales and, and like doing all that, but I wasn't really good at like following directions by like, you know, oh, you got to do this by this point, mm -hmm. you know? So I wasn't, I was never really uh, built for that kind of thing. Um, but like the, yeah, the side of it where it was like I had to talk to people or I had to like sell something, it was cool. Mm -hmm. yeah. How did you get your music out there initially? Like, was it blogs posting it, or what, how did you promote it? Yeah, I would just, like, find blogs and send it to people, like myself. Like, I would, like, just post it out, or I would just, like, ask to remix, like, bigger artists. Um, that was kind of, like, where, you know, I would do... Like, I did a Zach Abel remix early on. He's, like, this UK artist. Um, and then, obviously, I did a Billie Eilish remix as well. Um, and yeah, I would just always like hit up different artists that I liked and just like, mm -hmm. try to remix their stuff. Oh. So that was like my, my initial entry point into like, yeah, into creating. Cause I thought like remixes were like, cause I, I kind of started as a jazz guy. So like remixes are almost like your own interpretation of mm -hmm. a song. And like in the jazz community, like people are always doing songs, you know, their own versions of songs. So that kind of felt appropriate. You know? mm -hmm. And then how did you find your first team or people initially? So it was actually um, through Billie Eilish remix I did. Um, I did a Billie Eilish remix and that was like um, a situation where like, like me and her brother kind of like started chatting and then I did a remix of her song and then she, her career kind of started to like take off and I met um, my current manager through like their relationship with with Billy so it was kind of like a thing where we just like connected off off of that because he just liked my name so it was, like, <laughs> super random and then like and like you know I started making more music and like figuring out my own artist project and, and so like it's kind of like been like that was like one of the remix the last remixes that I did so after that, I was kind of inspired to just like make my own music. Mm -hmm. you know? And people kind of didn't know that you were a singer, right? Yeah, nobody like nobody knew I was a singer. Um, but at you, that point. But were you like growing up singing like in the shower, or like how yeah. were you even like? <laughs> I always did that. Yeah, I also so like. So only you and your mom. Knew. Yeah, me and my mom like we were like very silly people, and my mom was actually going to do acting. Oh wow. Um, and she was like really into like a lot of you know, voice ideas and stuff, so, like, I was always, me and my mom would always, like, joke, like, we do different, like, accents and stuff like that, you know, <laughs> and, like, we would just, like, do shit, you know, and, like, so I think I get a lot of that, like, inspiration for, for singing and, like, coming up with, like, different ideas from my, from just my mom and us, like, yeah, mm -hmm. singing or whatever, <laughs> or, like, for myself, or, yeah, you know, so. And then when you were producing for other people you went to Korea right yeah yeah that was amazing that was like a super I was still working in a day job like at that point but this uh this small label called Beats and Natives um hit me up actually on email which is wild it's like it was like just super random and uh and like they just were just like you should come to you should come to Korea and uh work with some of our artists so long story short I I, I ended up going over there and working with East Sens and this group called Glencheck um, for like a week. So it was like, 
really interesting. Yeah, it was like crazy. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even have music out at that point, so it was just like a really uh, trippy experience just to like, <laughs> be there. Like, mm-hmm. That was like for me like the first sign that I was like, okay, like maybe I could do this music thing, you know? Because um, it was just like, yeah, like I we obviously like didn't even know each other, but like we had, we ended up like working, like, you know? Yeah, so it, was, it was just cool. Mm-hmm. It was cool. It was very uh, cool experience. What was the turning point that you decided to quit your job? That actually was the turning point. Because, like, I, at that point, I was in Korea, and, uh, you know, I was, like, kind of working remotely at my, jo- my, my current job at that point. So, like, I brought my, like, laptop and, like, actually closed the sale in Korea. Oh, that's like, cool. All right, like, I'm out, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, yeah, because, like, it was just, like, for me... At that point, like, I, I knew, like, kind of, like, some of the ideas I was creating and, like, had saved up a little bit of money to, like, t- kind of figure things out. So I ended up quitting my job about a week after I came back from Korea um, to try to, like, figure things out. And, and yeah, and then, like, from there, it was kind of like I worked part-time at, like, this this uh, this restaurant called Gladys. And then I quit that in December, so, yeah. Oh, wow. And then yeah. you moved to New York? No, so I'd been in New York at that point. Oh, okay. So I moved to D- I'd moved from D.C., like, I want to say uh, three years ago. And then, like, I'd been in New York, like, working, like, in advertising for, like, a year. Oh, okay. So, and then, like, and then I quit that. Worked at Gladys, which is, like, a, re- a Caribbean restaurant. And then now, like, for the past, like, six months... Mm-hmm. It's kind of been music. So. That's so cool. Yeah. What's the inspiration behind Joshua Tree? Yeah, so that actually the name is like my name is Josh, and then like tree is like almost like obviously kind of like signifies life and just like growth. Um, so yeah, inspiration was really just kind of like um, my own uh, my own perspectives on on relationships that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, sometimes, like, that you just need time for yourself and just, like, figuring out yourself and your own personal growth, so that was really it. That was, like, kind of the inspiration, mm-hmm. so. How about for Blood Type? Blood Type, like, the song or the, the full project? The full. Yes, yeah, so the full project kind of felt like, like, my, uh, my identity, so, like, Blood Type is, like, almost, like, you know, A, a or B or O negative or something like that, like, almost being another signifier of your identity um and like yeah all of the songs being different elements of my identity and uh it was that that kind of title and that kind of perspective just felt right for my first project Mm -hmm. was it difficult transitioning and becoming an artist project and like a face of a project yeah it's still kind of difficult because like I'm not a very like outspoken person like I'll like when I'm on stage like I kind of just like shift my mentality but uh but like in general I'm just very like I just do my thing you know like I've never really been like super crazy about just like my image as much as maybe other people like I, I know it's there I know I have to have it but like I've always just been more about making making things that I like and like so to get such a positive response so quickly is just kind of been cool because it just means like you know 
I can just be myself. So. How did you meet Zane Lowe? So Zane Lowe, uh, I met him, I was invited to a Grammy party. Uh, yeah, during the Grammys. And it was Khalid's Grammy party. And uh, he was just there and someone introduced me to him and he was like, Yo, I'm a fan. Yeah, that was you like, knew your stuff. That was like, that was like, wow, that was crazy, mm-hmm. you know? Um, just because, obviously, it's just like, you know, I'm like still growing as an artist, and, and to have someone like that just be like genuinely Huge. fucking with me is cool. Yeah. So, yeah. How did your collab with Petite Biscuit come about? So, Petite Biscuit had been working on a couple different things, and um, I guess his manager just like, had heard some of my like demos and they sent me like an instrumental and I basically kind of like did a top line to that instrumental and kind of like my own ideas to it <clears throat> and then um, they just really liked it and they, they weren't even going to use the, the beat at first but then like they just like what I did with it so um, they like just wanted me on the song and, and then they, they, they brought Bipolar Sunshine onto it to like kind of like work in some of his stuff but um yeah, like yeah. long story short like that point I hadn't even put out Cold War so oh, wow. there wasn't really even like any music out but um they were just cool with it and and then I think uh yeah and then from there it was just kind of like we they they, they brought Bipolar on and he like kind of like worked on my part and like I I uh I added some some additional stuff so yeah yeah but you've had a lot of labels approach you now, right? But you still want to be, like, unsigned. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've had quite a few. It's, like, kind of just, like, at this point, it'd just be more cooks in the kitchen or, like, more people to tell me what I need to do. But I think it's just nice to, like, have my own thing going. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, I think as an artist, I'm still just, like, growing on my own. And labels just want to get involved early but don't necessarily want to do the work. So... I think it's just better for, mm-hmm. for me to keep things a little smaller right now, just me and my team. Yeah. You know? So you see yourself like once you get to a certain size and know your branding that you would start working exactly, with Exactly, yeah. Because yeah. like they they just start very out of touch, I feel like, with, with uh, how things really build. Like, I think they're very impatient. So mm. it's nothing, it's not like, you know, I understand they got a bottom line, but it's like, yeah, I don't think, like if I'm not, I'm not feeding for cash right now, so it's like, it just doesn't really make sense to, to like have them involved so early. Yeah. How would you say you've grown as a person since when you started? Oh man, I I guess I just like uh, realize how valuable creativity is, is like for people and like how important it is to like to just like I don't know to like how. Um, I feel, I realize I feel like how important creativity is to to like expressing um, like to like kind of changing conversation and, and being like being important in like culture as well um, because I think like we take it for granted I feel like a lot of artists take that for granted because we're just like making stuff we don't really like think about it but yeah I think I think like me as an artist and like me like in the music industry like I just, I'm just like a lot more present-minded of it, um, and like, 
yeah, I think I'm also a lot more comfortable with who I am as mm. like as a uh, as an artist and the personality, you know. Yeah. So. What would you say have been your biggest challenges so far? Um, I would say probably time management. Yeah, time management is really difficult because I'm just like I'm like writing. I'm also producing. I'm also like doing shows and like coming up with videos, directing videos. So that's like it's hard sometimes just to be like, okay, I'm doing this. I'm also doing this like all you know all at once. So yeah, it's a time management. Mm -hmm. What does love mean to you? Love means um, damn. I would say it's it's important to um, man. I feel like love is like it's different for everyone because mm. it's it's just like it's it's something to. It's not really something you can like compartmentalize or like kind of like identify, you know? Because I feel like it is different for everyone. So mm -hmm. I think I think uh, for me, uh, it just means you uh, you really you like kind of have a an unconditional relationship with whatever that is, mm -hmm. you know, or that person, or. That yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. For your music videos, what kind of inspirations do you have for them? Um, a lot of inspirations have been kind of like related to. Um, oh, it's hummingbird. Um, <laughs> yeah, my uh, my videos have really kind of been like related to um, kind of like our current relationship with with like commodities and then also just like somewhat related to like relationships um, and like kind of like kind of visually stimulating a lot of those concepts like whether it's like golden handcuffs or like even just like craft singles like cheat like I don't know I, I think about like a lot of different objects and like things that kind of like can represent um, our relationship with, with like with with wealth or like what is wealth or love. Um, so I just I have fun with it, you know. Like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm thinking I'm 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 still stewing. So yeah. yeah. Outside of music, what would you say are your like inspirations, like artists, like or yeah. like? I mean, I love visual art a lot. Um, I would say like also like fonts are really cool mm, I love like, yeah. different fonts um, and like that's why it's been really exciting to just like work with my friend on a lot of my own my own designs um, and fashion and stuff um, but yeah I, I really have a, a it's weird because I love fashion but I also don't know any people's name like brands or like any of that mm -hmm. you know but I love like my own personal style and like whatever so um, yeah, I would say fashion, um, different, like, uh, different, like, building designs are really cool. Like, at one point I wanted to be architects, like, when I was, like, really young. Oh, wow. So, uh, yeah, like, yeah. visual, visual yeah. stuff, for Any sure. Any specific people? Um, like, architects? 
Oh, like any, any artist? Any artist, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or anyone um, you look up to, like could be politicians or anything that influences, like, yeah. the art you make. Yeah. Um, shit, I don't want to check. It's hard to think on the spot. It's hard to think on the spot. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, I could just I skip it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know, like, I like... I, I'm sure a lot of people say it, but Virgil, Pablo mm. is really cool. Definitely. Who else? Artists. Yeah, I really like. Uh, I like. I really like uh, this, this. This one, Cherry, Los Angeles, is really cool. I like some of their designs. Mm, okay. It's like, a, it's like a kind of an Instagram thing, but. Yeah, those are, I don't really yeah. know any like specific artists. Like, yeah. I just kind of like like style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Last question: What do you want to be remembered for? Uh, hmm. Probably my like pushing 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 the envelope for of like different different like m- like moments in music. Like, I want to be remembered. I want to be a moment in uh, in like culturally in music. I think. Is like like what I what I create. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Thank you so much. No problem. Yeah. Bye guys. See you.